0: Hello beautiful people, my name is Amber Simone and I am your host of the Keep It Cute podcast. Each week I'll be bringing you the hottest topics on relationships and dating, culture, careers and so much more. And this week I have my best friend co-hosting with me, TNT, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. T, why don't you tell the people who you are?
1: Hey y'all, my name's Tiara. I also go by TNT. And yeah, I'm a social media manager and digital creator and Amber's best friend.
0: All right, y'all. So I'm visiting Atlanta. I came from New York and Atlanta has been a time so far. We saw 21 Savage last night. But outside of that, Tia and I have had some wild experiences in our lifetime together. we met in college and our friendship. How long we've been friends for?
1: I would say since 2016. 2016 because spring how you ain't gonna ca- count 2015 we started hanging out spring quarter but freshman i was saying 2015
0: is when i started ucla what the hell
1: i know but we didn't remember we literally okay
0: <laughs> here she go here we she was, go
1: you look you was the one talking about i can't call by my friend we was more so acquaintances because i knew who you were but Damn, the first deep, time y'all. we hang out was 2016.
0: That's fine, but... Did
1: we hang out See, quarter?
0: Let me tell y'all. Me not winter... Yeah. Tiara could befriend anybody, and I was just telling her, girl, everybody is not your friend. Mm-hmm. You need to start calling people acquaintances, and now she's going to call me an acquaintance on my podcast.
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> see, I'm first of all, I'm trying to take the <laughs> lessons and receive them, but no, I'm, I really feel like We knew each other, but the first time I got your number and hang it out and started talking was in 2016. No, that's but it could have been 2015. Now you really got me thinking. Like, was it? Let me go
0: pull up the Snapchat memories, y'all.
1: Girl, they didn't start. (laughs) First of all, they didn't start Snapchat (laughs) memories until summer 2016. I had no summer. They did because it was the month I started my big did my big chop. is once. Snapchat memories became a thing. Okay, okay, I wish we had them freshman year. I really
0: do. Maybe it's a good thing we didn't have them freshman Maybe it year. Is. because is. <laughs> I'm like, when I look back at some of those Snapchat memories, now I don't use Snapchat at all. And I feel like we use Instagram, TikTok. I feel like TikTok might be a little triggering for T right now.
1: No, never. <laughs> never so. <laughs> never so. Just follow me on TikTok. What's but your at? What's I, your I handles? Smile.tiara. But no, with um, Snapchat, Snapchat used to be popping, especially when we were in high school. It showed? Oh, yeah. Like, because before I, the I save like feature ever Instagram. existed, Snapchat was a wild place. No, it was. Before Do you, you use... could save anything and you could only screenshot stuff
0: Yeah, in high school. Yeah. And now I tell you who screenshotted,
1: what time they did it, what the
0: IP address. You just had to be bold with it.
1: You just had to be bold with it, not the IP. address. <laughs> <laughs> I say, girl, they tell people all your business. I be like, what's going on? No, but I feel like now it seems like a like people who are in like their thirties and forties use Snapchat, or a pattern I've noticed of people that I met. I be like, they be like, follow me on Snapchat, or people abroad. I was and I'm gonna like, say people don't abroad. use Snapchat no more. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, but they really do have a big demographic. But this is not a Snapchat promo. We ain't giving Snapchat all the clout on this podcast, nonetheless. We are going to be diving it's in. Like on YouTube. <laughs> oh lord, let's not <laughs> even get into it. Look, as I add this on YouTube, <laughs> no, but we're gonna jump into just a few little spicy topics on relationships and dating. So, just a little background i know my first episode i introduced you all to brandon towns that is my partner of five years and my sis t over here she is living her best life um can you give the people a little spiel on how dating has been as a 24 year old um she said it's a can of worms
1: it's been it's been fun it's been cool i feel like in the past year I went on a lot of dates here in Atlanta, like little dinner dates or hangouts or whatever. And eventually it just started not giving to the point where I'm just, you know, to myself. I don't even really. You got to protect your energy. Yes, you got to protect your energy. That's what it is. But I mean, it's fun. Like like you said, I'm a people person. So I just like meeting new people, picking people's brains, you know, learning about people and so on but no I don't know if that's the summary like if I can give an adjective for it it would be interesting (laughs) not interesting
0: (laughs) how do you meet people when you're looking for somebody to date so
1: for me I would say I'm just all avenues in passing like I like meeting people in person, like Mm -hmm. different festivals, events, activities. Like if you're always networking or just talking to people, even in a store, um, Instagram, social media, every now and then I'll go through like phases where I'll get on dating apps and stuff. Like I have active profiles, but I don't like, you know, use that consistently because like I said, I feel like meeting somebody in person, you can feel their vibe a lot stronger than you can feel it over the internet no it is
0: that that is so true i feel like COVID kind of put us into this cycle of all these virtual dates and virtual meetings which is getting old we need person-to-person interaction you never really get to know who somebody is unless you're sitting across the table from them and so to jump into that i have my first question that i pulled from reddit so there was a question i saw on reddit there's a 19 year old girl and she asked How does she go about meeting people online? What are some pieces of advice that we can give her or that you all can give her? If you're in the car, driving, if you're at home, think about what piece of advice would you give a 19-year-old girl who's looking to meet a potential spouse, boyfriend, partner off of the internet? Tiara, I know you be on Hinge.
1: What piece of advice would you give this young girl? I would say, don't just message for too long. Like, then a minute, you can use a video chat feature, rather than be on Hinge, Instagram. You know, everything has a video chat feature now. Mm-hmm. Video chatting. Don't versus get catfish out here now. That part. It's twenty twenty two. Let's start People there. People wild. It's twenty twenty two and not only can you pick up vibes and stuff so much better on a video chat like i feel a lot can get misinterpreted and misunderstood as far as tone and attitude Mm -hmm. over texting and messaging so it would just save a lot of parties both time to video chat, feel each other's vibes, see, you know, they really look like what they say they look like. Like, (laughs) all sorts (laughs) of things. Are you (laughs) really a 10? All sorts of things, yeah. Cause you know, certain things, like, I'm not saying you can't talk to nobody with no teeth or whatever, but say, for example, you know, somebody profile, they look amazing and they're not smiling in any of their pictures. And then, you know, y'all video chat and they, they, you realize it's just straight gums. there's no teeth at all, that's gonna catch you by surprise, right? So that's just an example, that hasn't happened to me. Tiara, I'm but crying. You get what I mean? I do, I do. Like, there's a lot of different things that if you just video chat, you can be like, oh, yeah. I don't know about
0: that. It's kind of like the same thing if you see a guy wearing a hat in all his photos, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, are you bald? Like, you know, what am I getting into? Are you receding? Like, what's going on? Just so you know. But even outside of looks, for safety, especially as a nineteen year old girl, people, men especially, can be predatory. So I'm like, when you go on that first date, if you choose to take that step, go somewhere public. Don't meet no man at his house because I do not want to see another Netflix show. House. Probably don't even let him pick you up, like Yeah, because if you need to leave and, like, it's awkward, you are in control of the situation. If y'all meet at a restaurant, you got people around you watching you, share your location with your friends and family, whoever you're comfortable with, you really just have to be safe in the dating world because you never know what you're going to get.
1: Exactly. And two, it's okay to be certain vague, like, vague about certain questions when men are like, where do you live? Like... Certain things you could just tell them the area or just the city, you don't have to always go get into super detail. details because some people will really try to stalk you, they be at home especially taking like notes. say you go on a, a, the first date with a guy or whatever, and in his head, he thinks you're about to be his wife, like this is the best date in the world, and in your head, this is the worst person you have mm-hmm. ever met, and you don't, you mad you even know him now, <laughs> 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 and it's just a complete you know, misunderstanding and you don't want that type of person having access to like knowing where you live because they picked you up for that first date or whatever. So just be extremely cautious when you meet people offline versus if you already met somebody in person, y'all have been, you know, y'all see each other in church or whatever. Like, I'm not saying those people can't be creeps either. Yeah. You know Anybody can. They come in all different forms, shapes, sizes, creeps, you know, unfortunately, but... <laughs> take them extra steps for safety, especially when it comes to meeting people online.
0: No, definitely. And like when you think about meeting folks online, I know it's a struggle, especially now. It's like, how do we meet people after a pandemic? What do we do? Even in popular places like LA, Atlanta, New York, people are always asking like, some folks just don't want to date or use dating apps in general. So I'm like, if you go to networking events Find people with similar interests as you. See what events are in your area. Because that's where like that person-to-person interaction comes in. Because even with my partner and I, Brandon, we met in school. If I was not at that college, more than likely would not have met him. Maybe in the future, if I was not with anyone, maybe now it's in the workplace. Or look, I ain't ain't condoning it, but... (laughs) 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 But just sharing similar interests with someone and being in the same spaces as them, I see it happen a lot. So if you don't even want to use dating apps, definitely find events, groups who do share those same interests as you. Okay, we're going to get into our next topic. And this is also a story pulled from Reddit. And the story goes, my female 22 boyfriend Mel, 22, is concerned about an upcoming work trip for my job, thinking me traveling abroad might end in infidelity. So we are gonna get into it. I work in an IT department for a large corporation that requires frequent travel. When I got the job offer, I told my boyfriend how excited I was about the travel aspect. He didn't seem bothered by it, I went on my first trip about a month ago, which resulted in 12 to 14 hour working from like 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. workdays from Friday to Monday. When I got confirmation that another one was coming up in a week, he started mentioning his concerns of how he didn't like how I would be away for two reasons. One, if I get hurt in any sort of way, he can't be there for me. Valid. Two. Work trips always end up in infidelity. Okay. He seems like he might be healing from some past trauma. (laughs) It seems like he really might be healing. She says, even on my last trip, I communicated with him on a regular basis, such as when I was waiting for something to load or backing up files. Now, if he were to travel for work, I would hope to hear from him, but I wouldn't be concerned about him cheating because he's only there for work. Is this a common fear from partners? How can I assu- assure him
1: that nothing bad will happen? Girl. I just feel like it's giving a red flag if you're going on... A trip and you can be living your best life and having fun. I'm not saying you're even going to do that, but like just even like as far as culture and traveling, yourself like traveling and bettering yourself, mm-hmm. they that should be something your partner encourages and be and is excited for. So it just screams like insecurities and issues he's having with himself mm-hmm. for him to perceive that as something where you could be cheating rather than I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for yeah. you. I'm excited for you. You know so Mm -mm.
0: yeah and at Mm -mm. the end of the day if you go on abroad for work and him saying it's such a blanket a blank statement work trips always end in infidelity they do not always have you surveyed every single person that went on a work trip and asked them did you cheat on your spouse during this work trip no and it seems like he has had some past trauma especially to make that statement and when you travel abroad the last thing you want to be dealing with is your partner being insecure at home because that's just going to cause so much friction. You all the way in Japan, he's sitting in Houston, Texas somewhere, sitting there thinking, oh, she cheating on me right now. I don't know what to do versus sending you affirmations in the morning saying this is so amazing. You got this opportunity. Like Tierra said, it's giving red flag
1: that part. And I think that's with anything because it's like, how does he feel if, you know, your girls want to have a trip to the Bahamas for mm-hmm. one of their vacation, a girl's only trip. Is he going to be, you can't go? Like, you know, like, mm-mm, it's not given.
0: That's the same thing. Like, you know, when my girl gets married one day, when she has her bachelorette party, I would, in my soul, I know myself and I know my partner. But if he's like, you can't go to that bachelorette party I don't know what y'all going to be doing. That just shows you don't trust me. So at the end of the day, that trust does not only apply to the bachelorette party. You don't trust me when I go to the grocery store. You don't trust me when I visit my girls for a weekend. It's just when you don't even have that solid core foundation. What's the point? Exactly. All right, y'all. So we've been talking about relationships and dating, but I want to get into a topic that is near and dear to my heart, especially as I have my best friend on this episode. We're going to get into friendship, and she's going to kick off our next Reddit story.
1: Okay, y'all. So this story is written in, you know, some vulgar language, so we're going to censor it, all right? <laughs> Make sure you read the the, so, I, the title. I got you. <laughs> so what do I... Tell someone before I block them for good. Now both parties involved in this situation are nineteen-year-old women. All right, friendship. Mm-mm. Not into the friendship. <laughs> no, because I have read the friendship category and then I read the first sentence. <laughs> the way she's talking about her, she said, "I've given this girl so many chances. I stuck by her when my best friend blocked her." I helped her through a breakup. I babysat her every freaking night when she was drunk and when she refused to admit she had an alcohol dependency, but this is too much. I do everything for her and she throws it back into my face. She's an immature piece of... After giving her a two hour convo about not how she needs to stop creating drama and then avoiding it when people get upset with her, what does she do? spread lies about me behind my back? I luckily have people that tell me she's pulling this crap, and when I confront her, she freaks out and then eventually stops responding because she gets scared. I'm done. I've tried to be nice, but she's just too much. Also the fact that she got title nine for making men severely un- Ooh, this' is getting Ooh, okay. She got Title IX for making men severely uncomfortable is insane. Like, how could you F up so badly? I'm done. I want to send her something that she'll think about for a while. Something that scares her into never speaking my name ever again. Into forgetting I even exist. How do I do that? interesting (laughs) yeah
0: first off whoever wrote this i am It's given
1: both parties need to see the therapist no
0: it it sounds like (laughs) y'all should not be friends (laughs) because it looks like you're trying to i don't want to say take revenge out on this person Mm -hmm. but you're obviously so upset and not in the exact state of mind because if i ever want to block somebody best believe they just gonna get blocked And I'm not sending a paragraph about why they got blocked or what the reason is. The person will already know why they got blocked.
1: That part. I feel like the only reason it's ever worth saying something to that person before blocking them is if it's something that eventually you're trying to rekindle or maintain. But it's like, if you want this person out of your life for good, first of all, the whole something to make them you know, really upset. Never say my Some, name again. That's Something deep. like that. That's
0: really deep.
1: You don't know what ways it's going to go. You could push people to their limits. Yeah. You don't know how they're going to act. If people get entitled now to making somebody uncomfortable. Yeah. That should let you know that's enough that you don't need to mess with them in that way. You don't know what they're going to try to do to you. So even for your own personal safety and things, like, you don't need to mess with people like that. Some things are better left than said. And a lot of times, like... When you get to the point when you're at peace with that situation, you realize it wasn't even worth all of that energy. You was better off just leaving it alone. So the the best response, how do you handle it, is not to handle it. Just hit that block button and go.
0: And I think, too, especially like this person is obviously at one point they were very close friends with somebody else. And obviously their friendship has spiraled because of their actions and I do think like you know if something were to ever happen with me and Tiara like I don't think I could just block her without saying anything but also my response to it is not in anger and I want you to never say my name again but it may be more so how can we figure this out we'll have a conversation about it but no matter what happens I'm not about to sit here and write out this angry statement to make sure this girl don't ever speak of me again.
1: Exactly. Very much so. And I feel like, too, with her mission in the two-hour conversation, like, if you really have a close friendship with somebody and you could sit there and talk for them for two hours, that two-hour conversation was your block conversation. Like, yeah, if you didn't was get the to end. the end goal or the point that you was trying to get across in that conversation don't stress your out yourself out trying to continue rekindling something that you've outgrown. You know what you know what I mean? Like certain things you just need to leave it where it is, call it a dub, and just go on about your life.
0: My favorite statement as an adult, especially with friendships, is sometimes you have to love people from afar. And there's a lot of people that you have to love from afar because the older you get, the less that you have time for, especially energies. And I will say, like, it's important to emotionally be there for your friends. But at the same time, if somebody acting up and every time they're around, it's just bad energy. Every time we hang out, it's just something on top of the other. And I think it's fair to say, I don't think I need you around all the time, but you know, we could kiki key key every month or so, or I'll see you every three months. I'll see you every quarter maybe. And if you're really acting up, it might be once a year, but <laughs> we might get to a bi-yearly basis. <laughs> but no, seriously, a lot of folks you got to love from afar. But if a friendship is really toxic though, then I think it is really
1: important to just understand that you might need to end it. I 100% agree. I feel like growing up, that's something that my parents used to always say or still say. It's like, you just got to love people from afar sometimes. And I really think that's like, you don't always have to go through all of the steps of trying to have a formal type of closure or whatever with people. You just have to move about your business. And if you have love for somebody, you have love for them. But that doesn't mean that person needs to be your friend. That doesn't mean that you have to keep trying to rekindle something. Like you could just step back and like you say, say your happy birthday. Say <laughs> your merry a happy Christmas. <laughs> like do what you got to do. And it's okay to have that person in your life to the point where it's not somebody who's stressing you out every day, you know. You could just love them from afar.
0: Okay, T. So what qualities do you look for in a friend?
1: I love that question. So I feel like I love somebody who can kind of match my vibe as far as being adventurous, liking to have fun, like being a little spontaneous. Like, you know, we could just live life and have fun together, not, you know. That's not giving qualities. I'm sorry. So, (laughs) qualities. I would say adventurous, fun, somebody who's open-minded, somebody who knows how to speak their mind, somebody who's loving and kind, somebody who knows how to communicate through love and kindness. Like, I'm definitely not a a fan of those friendships where people, like, be cussing each other out and call each other stupid hoes also excuse me can i say that
0: (laughs) that's fine (laughs) that is you know like
1: people who who you can tell they love each other Mm -hmm. like i'm a big fan of people who are okay with saying like um affirmations like speaking affirmations and saying they love you Mm -hmm. and so on um yes i love people who are creative intelligent i love friends that are supportive encouraging Mm -hmm. all that all that good stuff
0: on top of everything that you said the qualities i look for in a good friend i definitely think matching energies is definitely important but on top of that i look for consistency in a friend look for loyalty kindness communication I feel like a lot of times, and I read this somewhere, but the qualities and standards that we hold our spouse or partner that we're looking for, I feel like it's something similar that you should have in your friends. Like, do we have good communication? Someone who can communicate well with me, I think that's a healthy friendship. Someone, and honestly, too, a lot of my friendships, I've had friends, man, like, People who are close to me, we've been friends for a really long time. Like I'll say, when I was born, I have a cousin who's like a sister. So she day one, literally. Shout out to Bailey. Out the womb. And then in fourth grade, I met my other best friend. Shout out to Emory. (laughs) (laughs) In fourth grade, I met my other best friend. Like we've been friends for over a decade. Like we've seen each other evolve so much. And then in high school, I have my other two girlfriends who I'm still very close with. And then in college, I have my other two girlfriends who I'm still very close with. And of course, one of them here is T. But I just think the same effort you put into a romantic relationship, I think sometimes there are certain qualities and aspects that I think you should still treat your, would it be platonic friendship? Mm
1: -hmm yeah I guess so
0: I guess like a close friend I think you should hold them to the same standard because I heard some girls she was like y'all be dropping your friends so quickly but y'all be taking the same man back I
1: said "Ooh, that part for real that part (laughs) exactly and I feel like that's something too it's like you have to notice things like that if a man isn't treating you right and you keep giving them chances but maybe you have a misunderstanding with a friend you're Mm -hmm, so quick to mm -hmm. call her out of her name and you know that's something that self reflect and be like maybe i'm the problem like (laughs) like you it's not it's never that you're gonna agree with somebody a hundred percent or there's not gonna be misunderstandings. but it's about like being able to hear each other out and communicate through love to the point where you're not ending the friendship you know
0: exactly and again like communication i don't care what type of relationship you in it'll always come down to that and like what is at the root of our friendship? Is it love? Is it jealousy? Because believe me, like some friends out there, they be real jealous. Of you. My mom used to always tell me she was always right.
1: <laughs> no, literally, always my parents, right. oh my goodness. <laughs> to this day, my, my parents were just talking about like, you know, we was trying to tell you and I'm like, look, y'all always right. No, we and we they will, they'll give it. you, they'll be patient with you. They may give you years to realize somebody wasn't meant to be in your life. But as yeah. long as you understand and realize that for yourself, like, that's important. You outgrow people, and that's just the truth. You do.
0: And I think, too, when you outgrow people, I'm like, right now I'm 25, and we see so many friendships, relationships evolve and evaporate over time. And I think about some folks, like, when I was younger and I was really close to this person, even though now we're not as close anymore, it's like some people you outgrow people and that's fine. There's no love loss. It's no bad. It's no hard feelings about it. But I think it's important to realize maybe me and someone else, we're not in the same place anymore. You were a part of my chapter and that chapter is closed. We on chapter 25. Now you was on chapter four (laughs) and you did not, you're not probably not gonna make chapter 30, but
1: (laughs) no, I hear that. And it's, the honest truth is like losing friends hurts yeah. like even that process it does I be dreaming somebody, about some of my old friends kind of they sad. be popping up in your dreams I say, all y'all, the time y'all, doing witchcraft y'all for be me? thinking they be thinking about you, and, yeah. you know, not the witchcraft stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they sitting there in the same circle with my photo in the middle I
1: was gonna say like <laughs> losing like losing friends it's okay to admit that it hurts like yeah. growing up my dad used to always say to me like why are you crying like you losing your best friend hmm. and then when I lost like one of my best friends and I like really felt what that statement meant I was like dang like it feels like a breakup with a romantic partner like it definitely hurts and it's okay to acknowledge that hurt but like you know there's a lesson in uh, under in everything and understanding that certain relationships don't serve you anymore and that's what it is like
0: no, that is true. It really is like losing a friend, especially when I think about it, even me and my boyfriend have been together for five years. But if I lose my friends of six, seven, eight, nine, ten years right now, I'm gonna feel that same pain to the core. Like when I tell you I, a lot of people, like you said, too, you're not always going to get closure either, because even though you are aware that that friendship should end in that moment, that other person might be salty about it, they're upset about it, and they might just ghost you, and that's going to hurt just as equally if you guys do have that conversation, but I'm like, i be, some of my old friends be popping up in my dreams, I wake up like, dang, that's kind of sad, but you just have to be mature enough to realize that
1: that relationship just does not serve you anymore. That part. And I feel like the longer you've been friends with somebody, usually that's the more it hurts. Like, you know, there's times where you could be friends with somebody for a year and then something happens. You're like, you know, I can't have this type of person in my life and it hurts. But it's not going to be as deep of that hurt as like your close friend for five, six years. But the point of it is that either one it still hurts and it's okay to understand that but no you gotta do what's for you You gotta do what's best for you stay tuned for part two